Our scripture reading for today comes from Mark 2, verse 27, and Psalms 46, verse 10. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. All right. Howdy, y'all. So, um, as it may be apparent, I am not Hayden Hensley. Uh, I am am not Pastor Rick. Uh, I'm not Charlie. And I am definitely not Kayla. So, who is this man? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I always do that when I... All righty. So... Uh, what Jesse had said is true. She was actually going to, to use a, a, a kind of funny middle name. She was going to call me Reginald. Uh, something about me uh, screams Reginald. Thank you for the nickname. I hear nicknames are, are a form of endearment. I receive that. I want and need love. And so my name is Scott Corey Cooper, um, Reginald. Uh, I'm the associate director along with my wife over at the college version of this place, the W.T. Wesley Foundation. And if I understand uh, the budget, as I see it monthly, uh, you guys help us keep the Wi-Fi going and the plumbing running. Praise God. Thank you. Among about 90% of other things that go on in that building. So thank you, guys. Uh, I've been in ministry, I guess, technically since I've given my heart to Christ. Uh, I gave my heart to Christ in 2009, my freshman year of college, at the Wesley because of the Wesley. Uh, I'm going to say at least 50% of our leadership, we've got about 100 and something on our leadership right now, come from places where they had a wound with the church. They come to college where statistically people who have faith don't leave with that same faith. And me, I didn't have faith to begin with necessarily. And then I come to college and I gain faith. So it's this reversal thing, right? And so we uh, believe in many different things, but one of the things that's very welcoming about us is that people belong way before they believe at the Wesley, right? And it's very akin to this house here. And so my wife and I, we got married last year, and she has just recently stepped down from a moment of faith, the Canyon ISD, where she loved being and was working towards being either a history teacher or uh, a science teacher, uh, maybe even a coach. And I asked her, like, my love, I need help in ministry. Will you in faith join me? And she said yes. And so she has been in college ministry now, officially, for about a month. And one of the worries that she had was, oh, yeah, that's probably a celebration moment, right? So if we can be like, woo! (laughs) Uh, She was worried that, honey, there's so much to do, and I'm so needed at the ISD, and I I don't want to be bored in ministry. And I felt like, like the spiritual part of me, like, looked up to God, And God looked back at me, and we both kind of like smiled and winked because he set up this entire week where my wife would have to be pastor, where my wife would have to be counselor, where she would have to preach, where she would have to lead a small group. And then we had some administrative duties, and then there was some yard work, and week long. I, I love planning things, but I couldn't have planned a better week to show this snapshot of like, this is what we do. It reminds me of like the meme. There's like different squares pastor or in ministry. This is what my parents think I do. This is what my friends think I do. And then it goes down all the way to like, this is what I actually do. And it's just like, I'm cleaning toilets. I'm sitting down with someone who's crying. I'm preaching the word of God. I'm back to scrubbing the floor, you know? And so it was, it was fantastic, right? So all of this to give a snapshot of where we come from uh, and basically to say thank you 
because of this place, that place on campus exists. And because that place on campus exists, I exist. And here we are now in 2021, right? I've been in college ministry for 10 years, going on, on 11 now. And Haley and I can't see us doing anything else. And so I thank you guys for letting me fill the pulpit. Uh, to this, uh, today on Father's Day, praise God, we're actually going to be starting a new sermon series called Recreation or Recreation. Uh, by raise of hands, anybody here know about the Sabbath? Heard that word? Speak that? Yeah? All right, cool. So not too alien. Uh, Pastor Rick is on a sabbatical and so that's just a long version of a Sabbath, right? Not just one day, but many days, many months, if you can, if you can swing it. Uh, and two parts of the Sabbath all deal with, uh, with rest. And two parts of that that we're going to be speaking about today are uh, the recreation part, which deals with fun. Funny thing about fun, huh, funny thing, uh, I believe, and maybe you do as well, you have to have joy to have fun. I feel like it's very difficult to have fun without joy. Cool thing about our God is that he has love, joy, one of the fruits of the Spirit. And what I've learned about the fruits of the Spirit is that God doesn't just, uh, he doesn't just have this to give to us, but he is this. Like It's from who he is that he gives from us. And so I put two and two together. If I need joy to have fun, I need God to have fun which this sermon series is actually going to be speaking about. And because I know a little bit on the inside scoop, there's many fun things that are going to be planned and are being planned, have been planned for all of us who are part of this church and the surrounding area. So yay to fun, joy. And then the second part that we're going to be speaking about is the, uh, the recreation. And so re is to like, do again or to make new. And so with uh, recreation, it's like to recreate, to make new again, to, to restore, to replenish is kind of the feel of that. And so we're going to talk about fun and we're going to be talking about restoring ourselves. And all of this is under the blanket. I, I picture these two words here and it's under uh, Sabbath, which is all on how to rest. So Two things about me. We were laughing about it as I was practicing my message. I, I like to walk around and I like practice my message. And I look like I'm a crazy person because I'm just talking to myself and I'm doing mannerisms, just trying to get the feel for the message. Uh, one, uh, and I hear like Charlie is like this. I don't know if I just roasted him unintentionally. Uh, I can use a thousand words to explain something that I probably should only use 50. Uh, praise God, I'm in the right profession. I'm a preacher. <laughs> the second thing is that I love asking questions. Shout out to my boy, Nick Clifton. Nick Clifton gets this uh, pretty frequently. We work together over at the Wesley, and I just love asking questions. So I've got four questions for us. They're going to get subsequently deeper, um, and I'd love some participation, all right? So I'm going to participate as well. So moment of vulnerability. I'm going to claim this. This is a safe place now. You can, you can be honest and vulnerable here, okay? All right, it's a safe place. So who here could really use a vacation Praise God. Second question, second question. My hand is raised. Uh, who could really use just some time off? You know, like maybe Hebrew style, just from sun up to sundown. If you could just give me that, right? All right, hands raised. Altar call. I'm going to ask Jason to come back up here. We'll just start praying. It's okay, it's okay. I love you. Uh, and then the last one. 
This last question reminds me of my cousin Turok. My cousin Turok was the associate director before I was. He got married, moved to California, praise. Him and his wife are healing people like left and right out there. But he gave me this quote and he was like, man, Cooper, the world is ruled by tired people. I was like, yeah, as I get older, I'm realizing how much more true that is about life. So how many of us are just plain tired even today? Praise. Further moment of vulnerability on my end. So my wife and I, we sacrificed time to go see those that we loved. And we, were, we, uh, we went to Six Flags uh, yesterday. But before that, we were, we were camping. So it was like this two-and-a-half-day expedition uh, where we went to Wellington. Then from Wellington, we went to, to Mansfield. And then from Mansfield, we went in a little deeper to Six Flags Over Texas. And then we drove back after all of that last night or yesterday morning. And I remember on Thursday that uh, we had collectively maybe four hours. I think I got two because I was video gaming because I couldn't go to sleep. Bad move. I should have listened to Kayla when she was talking about tech. Moment of weakness. And, and then uh, uh, my wife, she, w- she was tired, and I tossed and turned, so I'm keeping her up. Also a bad move. Should have listened to Kayla when she was talking about tech. But we wake up, and then we jump into the vehicle, and we're, we're trying to get everything packed up. And Kaylee, uh, or Kaylee, sorry, I was thinking about Kayla. Haley, my wife, uh, comes from a big family. She is the eldest of, of three. And then it's her mom and her, and, and her dad. And there's an bit, even bigger family within Wellington, Texas. And we're all scrambling to get things ready. And, you know, dad had packed the day before. And I had packed the day before. And Haley had packed the day before. But the other sisters and mom are packing. And so it's all this frustration that we jump in the car. And then we head out. And we have no rest. And we finally get to the destination. I'm painting this picture, right? Because it's just stacking up and stacking. It's supposed to be a vacation. Right? We're supposed to like, oh, like be lovey-dovey, but it was like work to get there, and it was work at every, every rest stop, and then it was work to drive down there. And by the time we got to the camping spot, and all the family together at night with the mosquitoes eating us alive, we were kind of burnt toast, as my wife would say. We just kind of sat around, and you could feel this lull among us, like, yep, it's time to go to bed. So we head to bed, and the rest of the days were a lot better, but we needed rest from our rest. We needed a vacation from our vacation. And then my wife and I, we ended up driving back because we were trying to minister, give uh, to uh, her youngest sister and her friend. And so we woke up early in the morning, went to Six Flags all day. Um, after Six Flags at about five, we celebrate uh, Father's Day that day with, uh, with her dad, my, my father-in-law, Heath Neely. And... Uh, we drive back, and it was about 9 p.m. We were at Quick Trip. We finally got gas, and we looked at the, the program, and it was like, oh, if you don't stop, you'll get back home at 2.30 a.m. Well, of course, we have to make pit stops. and So 4 a.m., here we are. Take a nap. Wake up. Let's go do church. So once again, we needed rest from our rest, right? And this is all going to come to a point. I'm, I'm speaking about this all because uh, this message is speaking about me. Uh, hopefully, this picture that I painted Uh, you can find yourself in this story. You have very good intentions to do something, to get something accomplished, especially when it comes to uh, restoring yourself or replenishing yourself or doing something that is fun. And I'm beginning to understand more and more that uh, to do both of those takes work, like hard work, especially within our Texas atmosphere. Um, I've seen, having grown up around here, actually having grown up here, and, but not specifically in the panhandle. In the panhandle, there's like another level. It's like you live hard, 
and you die hard with whatever tool or equipment you had been working with for the last 60 years in your hands still, to give a, an analogous picture. Because, man, we've got to provide. We've, we've got things to sustain. There are good works in the name of Jesus to do. And so we go and we go and we go. And the secular realm is really good at this, right? Gosh. Uh, anybody here keep up with Twitter, uh, Instagram, any of these things? No? Okay, good. Me neither. I got hacked recently. I was like, I'm done with this. Delete. But I, I remember on social media, in some of the news, there was this billboard. If I were a better preacher, I would have put it up here so we, we could all share in the offense. But it was Burger King making fun of Chick-fil-A. And my wife and I, we don't stand for that, right? That's the Lord's chicken. <laughs> How dare you? I, I don't see Burger King, if anybody gets wind of this, uh, I don't see Burger King lasting very long in Canyon. you? Oh, roast, tweet that. No, just kidding. But they were roasting Chick-fil-A, and they said uh, in their tagline, it was like this billboard, and it's like, uh, all of our proceeds are going to this organization. I'm not going to name the organization, but they're going to, it's going to go to this organization. And then it says, and we help people seven days a week, even on Sunday. That's messed up, man. You didn't just roast Chick-fil-A. No, Chick-fil-A, or at least some of the people, the founders of Chick-fil-A, are linked to God. And God is very protective, like a father, of his children. So when you make fun of them, well, them is connected to dad. And dad is big and scary. And so you just roasted God publicly, and people were cheering you as if that was a good thing. Once again, our culture does not get this, does not like this. Like, you live hard and you die hard with whatever piece of equipment, you know, analogy in your hand. And so verses like Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, aren't acknowledged Hear now the word of God. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished. So we're in creation, right? Going back all the way back. We're not in chapter three. We haven't messed up yet. So chapter one gives a big picture. Chapter two gets a little more specific. And so God's setting up, I picture like this, this playground or this sandbox, or he's setting up something magnificent for him to place his children and say, look what I made for you. Have fun. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. And all their multitude, everything that makes it up, that we're still discovering now. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day. It's a cool word, bless. Like, I picture a hand coming and you're speaking things over and like you're saying that this is a good thing, that it is, it is well, like there is light about this. I got agree with this versus disagreeing with it, versus this is a dark thing, versus this is something to be ashamed of, this is something to be exalted. Bless the seventh day, and then he did something distinct. He hallowed it. And I was like, man, that's a church word if I ever heard one. No one says that, especially not my friend group from Dallas. We don't talk like that. What does that word mean? And so I go on to Webster's 1828 dictionary because it's not politically correct. And so I go to Webster's 1828 dictionary and I read it and the words that it says, it's like, I made it pure. I made it good. I made it light. I made it of me. God is hallowed. He says we should be hallowed. And so from it, he made that day like him. He is in that day. 
which makes me raise questions about why would anybody make fun of this? Like to make fun of this day and what goes on in this day is to make fun of God. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. I've got a footnote here that I, I can't do justice. I got to read it. Our loving father set an example for us of work and Sabbath. And the analogy that I, that I got here was uh, when it comes to work or Sabbath, it's like, uh, anybody here uh, like running? Are you, are, you, are you strong like that? Yes, praise God. The world needs more people like you. All right, so uh, my wife and I, we missed running. We've, we'd been injured for a while. We're trying to get back into running because good things happen when you run. But uh, anybody here, can you run forever? Anybody here? I'm sure there's somebody here, right? You can. Ma'am, if I may ask, what is the, uh, what is, what is the longest that you have ever ran before? Oh, 60 miles. Isn't that like from here to like North Amarillo or something like that? <laughs> Praise God. That's what's up, yo. So uh, thank you for your courage, by the way. 60 miles in one time. That's awesome. I definitely can't do that. But none of us here, to, to draw the example, none of us here can run forever. And so when it, when it comes to working, none of us here, though we try, I know I have. I have, a, at WT, we have a, a, a personality test that looks at your strengths. And for many of us, either we've had this strength or we've refined this strength. It's achiever. And the achiever strength, which I feel like Texas is, like it's prominent in Texas, it's to... Uh, once you accomplish one thing, it's euphoric. You're like, yes, you've worked for this thing and you've achieved it. And then next thing. And I have many strengths that are like this. Another one that plagues me is responsibility. Basically, I care a whole bunch a lot. I, I care a whole bunch about what I care a whole bunch about. And so I care a whole bunch about something and then I, I, I want to achieve. And so I continue going, I continue going. Well, within the faith... Uh, I guess maybe the devil or there's some wires crossed in me and I, uh, I want to start earning things from people. And when it comes to God, I start wanting to earn his love or when it comes to people that I really love and cherish, I want to earn something from them or I want to uh, try to have an answer for this thing that's inside of me that plagues me uh, that says I'm not enough. And I'm like, no, I am enough because I, and then I will go and do something, achieve it because I care a whole bunch about it. But then it, I get this feeling of like not enough. And then I want to go again and I continue and continue. And I get this mindset that whenever the Sabbath hits, I haven't earned the Sabbath because the Sabbath is from God. God gave this to us. But I, I miss the whole it's freely given. It's from my grace. Grace is a very hard word for me. And so I want to... If I, if I come to rest, I want to calculate, well, how much work did I do? And I'm always harsh against myself, or more so I should say the flesh, the dark part of me, uh, always trying to like nimble away at the good part of me, is constantly trying to make me earn things. Maybe I should say that. That's probably a truer picture. And it takes people like my beloved wife to say, hey, what's wrong? Because I found out within a year of marriage, there's no hiding anything from this woman. She has like a sixth sense it's like we're connected. And so I'm kind of perturbed. Uh, she sees that I'm walking around the house frantically, uh, cleaning the kitchen with a toothbrush or taking out the trash or not responding to her timely because I'm focused on this task. And so uh, she walks out what's going on and she realizes, oh yeah, you missed grace completely. 
yeah, you don't have to earn that. You can walk in it. There are times where I'll be playing video games and then I'll abruptly stop and I'll like start praying, but the room feels funny. It's like, do you feel guilty for playing video games? Yeah, but you like that. Yeah, and the video games you play aren't bad. You're like an archangel in them. You're the good guy trying to defeat the bad guy. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. Once again, the little boy inside of me. Come here, give me a... (laughs) Or another situation with my pastor. Man, he also is achiever and responsible. And then there's two other strengths that compound on that. And I'm with him and we want to do good. And scripture says like, man, those who have authority over you, you want to please them. And so I'm like, let's do this. And there's a next thing and a next thing and a next thing and a next thing. And so if he's working, I, I have to work too. Cause you know, that's, that's pleasing. Cause I might get rebuked or someone might get angry at me or God might get angry at me. And I start getting all these crazy ideas that want to go contrary to the Sabbath to rest. And what's cool about the Sabbath is that whenever God set up the day, it's like he set up daily Sabbaths and then jackpot, one big one. Because see, the scripture speaks about within Genesis 1, God set the day up and he said it morning and evening. If I had a clock, it'd be like from sunup to sundown and then you stop. But praise God, in the 21st century, we have 24-7 Walmarts. And so we, uh, we don't sleep. We continue working. We continue going. So I'm drawing this picture of me being in this reality. Hopefully you can find yourself in my, in my woes to say like, hey, I'm like that too. Good. We're all like that. We belong in a church. There's no other place for us. Praise. That was a joke. It was probably a bad one. But to say that, man, uh, it all points to this, this statement. Could you uh, put up the remember the Sabbath day. So within, uh, within this analogy of running and resting, because God created us, he knows we need a Sabbath rest. In fact, the fourth commandment of the 10 commandments that God wrote for the children of Israel in Deuteronomy is remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy, keep it like him. And he gives from him us the ability, and it's hard for me sometimes because the flesh wants to knock me around, to have fun during that day. There's a, a sermon that I had. Uh, by the way, could I get two, two people to help me with this Jenga box real quick? Uh, to, actually, because of time, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just illustrate something here in a second. Uh, we were gonna, we're gonna, actually, no, we should probably go ahead and do it. If I could have, if there's two people from the back that could help me out, we're gonna do a quick game that's gonna illustrate something here, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. If we could set up the Jenga, it doesn't have to be necessarily tall. Uh, I realize I should have set that up earlier, but while they're setting that up, I'm going to illustrate this, this point, and then that's going to bring it home for us, all right? So God says, remember the Sabbath day. And this is within the Big Ten. And what's cool about uh, remembering the Sabbath day, now this is all about rest. In our culture, sadly, like me, because uh, I'm in this world and sometimes of this, it'll swing to one pendulum and it'll say, all right, rest is good because work is bad. And then the other swinging will be, we'll just say, yeah, 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 work is good, rest is bad. And then us as believers in Jesus Christ have to stand like this in the culture. Gosh, remind you of anybody holding it in perfect tension, um, balanced as all things should be. If anybody's seen Marvel, that'd be like a 
humdinger Thanos said that. But between work and rest, both work and rest predates the Ten Commandments, predates the fall. Work and rest were in the garden where all things were balanced and perfect and holy unto God. And so work is good. There are some people who find rest, like my boy Hayden. Hayden, I remember he would come and share with me. He's like, bro, I had the best Sabbath. I was like, you played 15 hours of video games, didn't you? He's like, no. Oh, because I did. Bro, I went and gardened. It was awesome. It's like, you worked on your Sabbath? Yeah. No, not kidding. Um, but he enjoys gardening, right? All of this to illustrate whatever you find that fills, there's literally a tank inside of you. That's what doctors say. There's a tank that's inside of you that fills up that the more you do that, which is not necessarily joyful or fun, the lower it gets. And the things that fill that tank up, there's a science behind this. If you want to watch a, a, a sermon on this, it's a whole sermon. It's speaking to everybody in the congregation, and it's called um, Dead Leader Running. What a title. Dead Leader Running. This pastor, he had lowered his tank all the way down to the bottom. And during this, he suffered a nervous breakdown. So when this tank gets empty, you break. And so everyone must fill their tank up. For him, it's riding motorcycles. For me, it's playing copious amounts of video games. Uh, for Hayden, it's working in the garden. For others, it's spending time with loved ones that they haven't been able to all week, and now they can. Ah, uh, yes, praise God for the body of Christ. I need help. May I have two volunteers who are willing to compete in something to bring this message home? I need two fathers. We're about to play Jenga in front of everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I can have a round of applause for these two fathers, praise God. All righty. Um, uh, so could I also get a, a song? It could be anything that's maybe like high vibe. If I, if I could have anything, could I have a under pressure? Would that take long to get? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All righty. So uh, are you guys familiar with playing Jenga? Praise God. All right. So what I'd love for you to do is that you're going to try to remove from, from the bottom or any way, uh, any, definitely not from the top, but from anything under to place to the top and just stack as high as you can. The catch is we're going to play um, First Methodist Canyon Jenga. And what that involves is you can only use one hand. So from that... We will start upon the, the music playing. We'll put one minute, so we'll just play one minute of the song. If you guys want to cheer, feel free to cheer and begin. All right, yes. All right, doing good so far. As soon as it falls, you know, game's over, and then uh, last tower standing wins that prize. I believe that's in the middle. All right, we're doing good so far. Uh, Haley's family actually has this game, but it's like 10 times bigger. It's, it's like that big. Haley, Haley and I competed, and Haley just, she beat me. Nasty. Oh, you guys are doing way better than the traditional service, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, good stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Praise you, sir. If you will receive this in Jesus' name. It is a mug that says, world's greatest father. Oh, yeah. Yes. All righty. Thank you, guys. All right. So if I could have the worship team join me. We're going to do something spiritual here as I bring this home. So the game Jenga. This is a, um, uh, my pastor, uh, Mikey. He's a, a bit of like Michael Scott from The Office meets Robin Williams, the comedian, with T.D. Jakes, the black Pentecostal preacher. This is Mikey. All to say that he is a riot. He's a theater major, uh, graduated from WT, loves being on the stage, love that the Lord has placed him in ministry. And he says that the mind cannot think without a picture. And so I'm very good at using many words. If Charlie was here, he'd be like, yeah, man. I'd be like, that's what's up, cuz. And so I'm getting used to thinking with a picture among friends. And so the picture of this is us. We are the Jenga tower. We stack our lives over and over. We, we stack things without Sabbath. And we, we have all good intention. I mean, I don't have children yet. I have a romanticized view of children. And if you guys want to play something, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I promise. Uh, Haley tries to anchor me when it comes to kids because she used to, she's, she's been a parent because she has siblings and she's the eldest. She's been a mom like all throughout her elementary years, she tells me. And I'm like, oh man, it's going to be glorious when we have kids. It's like, you don't understand the lack of sleep you're about to get. Man, they're going to jump on us and wake us up every freaking morning. Do you understand me? And like, then, then we're going to feed them, and then we're going to go broke, okay? Like, they're going to eat everything. We have to put stin. And so when it comes to families, we stack things. And sometimes we, we're really good at stacking. I mean, you can ask my wife. I'm really good at stacking things, even though the foundation needs to be, you know, I need to put this back in place, and I need to put this back in place. And I will stack and stack. And sometimes, you know, I, I'm not very good at stacking, and I get kind of crazy. It's like, yeah, I'll double book that meeting, or I can be at two places at one time, or maybe it's, maybe it's not that drastic. Maybe it's just like, I'm I just, if not me, then who? If not me, then who? Like, who else do I have except me to do this thing? I can't trust this person or this person, or there's nobody else here. And so as I stack and I stack and I stack, in this kind of wobbly, this has actually got a pretty good foundation. But we all know that life is not static. Life is dynamic. And so, oh, there goes that one-on-one. Oh, I missed that date night with my wife. And no, oh, gosh, that altar call went horrible. Because I don't have anything to give. Within this week, my wife and I discovered something within our ministry together. And it's that we have limits. This week, straight up, God loves planning things. And he loves speaking through our weaknesses to everyone else, to say that the person with the microphone does not have superpowers. You cut them, they bleed. And so we discovered that we had, we had limits. We're with family, and we're trying to do everything that we can with family, and it was sometimes to the neglect of ourselves. And that's not a diss on family. No, that's us. We can't say no. We, we have a problem saying no because everything that we do is for the kingdom. How are you going to say no to God? Yet God has said yes to us to take a break because he's the one who does the heavy lifting. My pastor said that when he talks about my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, you're yoked to God. So you're in this like kind of neck contraption that when you pull together, you pull stronger than just you pulling. And you on the other end, you're still the little girl, little boy. He, he actually does all the heavy lifting. You're, this is a jungle gym to you in this picture, right? And so through him, we can do all things, right? 
So when it comes to the Sabbath, God says, please go have fun. Please go rest. And so for this week's next steps, each of these lessons are going to have a next step. Each of these lessons are going to have a, a challenge for you guys. The first one is a fairly simple one or a hard one, depending on where you're at in your schedule. And it's to find 20 minutes to begin practicing every day, 20 minutes to begin practicing a little bit of Sabbath, sun up to sundown. This isn't like your morning quiet time if you're doing that or your lunch devotional if you're doing that um, or, you know, dinnertime prayer. Like this is just 20 minutes where you tell the family, hey, I need to pray, just me and God, or I need to read, just me and God, or invite someone, but us and God. The next step is to look at your schedule, Monday through Monday. Where, what are the things that never change every week? And then what is the next things that sometimes change? But you're going down the line looking at things to place within your schedule so that you can eventually find a day or 12 hours, sun up to sundown, to do something fun, to rest, to replenish, to, as Kayla said in TechWise, become bored. There's nothing external stimulating you except just you and God. Or you're playing video games because you hadn't done that in like two months. Or you're going to go garden, but it's not to like a certain time limit because this next thing's calling. It's like, no, I'm in the garden. You feel me? All of this so that we can come against the current that is our culture and that God can begin to restore your tower so that he can put other things on there that he has planned for you. Let us pray. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, for your word. I thank you for the strength of your word. I thank you for the strength of your people who fall in line with your word. And I thank you for the strength of this message that you have given the staff here, God, to speak. Would you help us rest and have fun throughout the series of this, uh, of this sermon, um, uh, this sermon series, so that we can become who you've said we are. I thank you for being a good, good father. In Jesus' name, amen.